Welcome to Have a Chat. I'm your host, Vaughan Hay. I also practice as a coach in mindset and hypnotherapy, where I help people regulate their stress and emotions to make better decisions and have a clearer outcome in where they want to go. I created this platform, Have a Chat, to get people on to share their story and give us a great insight in what life is all about and all the opportunities we have within our life. It's been a great success so far. I'm looking forward to the future and seeing what other guests and great stories and journeys I hear from my guests. Life is all about working towards our purpose and passion. And as a coach, that's what I focus on, helping people get a clearer path and a clearer vision in where they want to head. I welcome you, Jason Miller, to have a chat. Thanks, Will. Thanks for uh, spending some time with us and um, yeah, yeah. share a bit of your story. I'm quite interested in yeah. hearing your story. So if you can give us a bit of insight about your journey today. Um, well, I started off, uh, yeah, I, I had an infection. I got sepsis. So, you know, my blood supply... Um, was basically turned to poison so every part of my body all the organs were shutting down so lucky enough I had a friend who took me to the hospital in time and I just wanted to get a doctor's certificate yeah you know so I could you know for the day off from work um and then so you went in there not expecting no like later on you know I woke up seven days later from a coma um and then everyone was telling me what's happened and trying to say look you're fine but you know, later on I found all the stories that, yeah, everyone, all the family were called in that I wasn't going to make it through the night. Um, Is this after the first night you're talking about? or Yeah, no, that was, that was while I was in straight there. Away, yeah, yeah, they called everyone in. Mum come down from the coast and sister-in-law and everyone, you know, at three o'clock in the morning to try and get there and say goodbye to me before I passed away. Yeah. So they said, the doc said, you're the sickest person I've ever had in my life. Um, he said, yeah, you, you shouldn't have died. We're waiting for you to to go and yeah. then uh, all the family gathered and they all had the chance to say goodbye and my daughter and everyone come in and kiss me and things and I've got tubes in me everywhere, ventilators, life support. Um, yeah, they had every machine pumping on me and uh, for some reason they said you got to the second day, you got through the third day, you got to the fourth day and they just didn't know why. What was, yeah. Yeah, they got no idea what, what kept me alive but it was just a bit of luck, I think, the right doctor at the right time and the right medication to keep me alive but after the week um yeah they said your signs of improvement they took me out of a coma and got to you know open my eyes up again but uh no no blood supply goes to your hands and feet um in that first 24 hours so you really they just it's like frostbite yeah like exactly. hands and feet just turn black yeah, these no blood yeah. flow, so. and then it's just the extremities how bad they're affected and so for me, it was just right at the wrists and ankles of my feet and the hands. Yeah. Um, so obviously, amputation was was on the boards to do all that. That wouldn't have been something you were expecting, you know, going in, you know, no. going to get your doctor's certificate at first yeah. and then, you know, seven days later, then coming out of a sort of a coma. Do you re- remember family and friends being there? At no, the I, I, had, I had the flu. That's, that's basically so that's how the, you, yeah. the, the symptoms. I had the flu pretty bad. Real quick and real strong. Mm. The second day, I just couldn't walk. I was that absolutely buggered. No so you energy. were at work and no yeah, I went to work the day before. Yeah, and and struggled through. Yep. And people even said later on the hospital said you were yeah you looked shocking that day. And I remember just yeah, lucky enough I had a job sitting down um, at the ticket gate and just pe- letting people help them if they couldn't get through the ticket machines yeah um, on the on the ferries so yeah it was an easy job to do but yeah I, I struggled and then yeah it got blurry um I do remember tiny bits I said you're in and out and then I remember my mouth being so dry and they wouldn't let me drink at the waiting area and my nephew was there and he came from the other side of the city so I must have been in that waiting room for a while mm. and I remember saying I'm dying of thirst and he went and wet some paper to sort of wet my lips and I just bit into it and sucked on it as hard yeah, as I could to get some water. Yeah. And I remember just thinking, oh, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so dry. I swear I'd been in the desert for two days. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, I remember that. And then that was it. I just 
form. There was no other memory, just waking up and tubes in me and, yeah, just absolutely exhausted and high on drugs. I just kept going in and out of just trying to stay awake and then falling asleep, feeling that tired, then waking up again and then feeling tired again and, yeah, in and out and just seeing people. Lucky enough, which was good, that the doctors and nurses and even some of the family around were constantly repeating, (coughs) pardon me, repeating what happened to me because I just, it was just yeah. go out and I couldn't talk to the tubes so I couldn't sort of say, oh, sorry, what happened? And yeah. For some reason they just read my mind and were saying, yeah, look, you know, this has happened to you, you've had an infection, you know, you're safe now, everything's good. And, uh, yeah, it was just reassuring because I remember all that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. God, what no. an experience. I could, I could imagine it would have been, yeah, an experience that you never would have thought you would have experienced. And people are probably thinking, you know, you thought you had the flu, you know, not much. You know, a lot of us just go, oh, we'll, we'll be all right. We'll just yeah. keep chipping away. What What was the reason in that got so extreme and so dangerous and this came nearly deadly for you? When they were signing me in the hospital, I remember I had, like, the biggest cramp in my stomach. Something was wrong. Yeah. I remember that. And I was I was like, please don't be that person that's moaning and groaning yeah. in the waiting area of all the other people with broken limbs and that. And yeah. I just, I remember going, I couldn't stop doing it. And I'm thinking, why am I doing it? And I just kept, oh, oh. And I was like, I was in that much pain. It yeah. was something. I don't know what, what it was. And um, kidneys had stopped working before then. And something else had happened to me, they said. And, yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, it was just a, a weird time. Um, imagine. And then, like I said, next week I remember my nephew giving me some wet tape, yeah. paper towel in another room. And then next thing they put me into the ICU. And yeah, we're, they said, You just, some stage you're sitting up in the bed talking. I don't remember any of that. Yep. And then the next minute they they rushed rushed um, my family out. A couple of members were there. And the doctor's nurse just went for it. They said, You just, you just stopped. Everything shut down. Yeah. Yeah. And I went, Wow. wow. <laughs> like, yeah. And you don't recall any of those, <coughs> those moments? No, no. So then after, you know, waking up after seven days and finding out, you know, what you've been through in those last seven days without being aware of it and then, you know, what the side effects are going to be, what what happened then and how did things uh, change for you? Yeah, I remember looking down and <clears throat> uh, saw, saw uh, one of my hands was out of the sheet. I remember seeing the black blackness of it. It was a real dark grey at the time before it got even blacker. Yep. And I remember just thinking, oh shit, yeah, they're gone. Yeah. Oh, so you sort of yeah. just and then, then I remember sort of looking down, I sort of nodded towards my feet and someone said, Do you want to see it? And I sort of blinked my eyes. They pulled shit and I could see my, my toes and I went, Yeah, like they're black. And they just they're good. They didn't try to sugarcoat it. They're yeah. pretty much, yeah, look, they're not looking good. And I just sort of was trying to blink and nod a bit. Yeah. And because uh, at the time you probably weren't aware of this, like, yeah, I didn't know sort of how, why, because they say it to you, but you're you're on some uh, strong medication, and yeah, you know, I, I think that's what helped me deal with it at the time because it was good to tell you then, and I just took it all in. I remember thinking, you know, like I said, well, they're gone. I just yeah. knew they're gone, and then let's, let's deal with that later. Yeah, and let's just wait till I can get out of bed, and I must have had. Felt like fifty different tubes coming in and out of me everywhere, yep. and uh, I was just, just waiting for that process of getting better, and getting better, and getting better. And then once they start taking things out of me over the coming weeks and months, up to the point, then I could have a surgery and then um, do the amputations. And then I, I remember when it there's so many battles to get up that stage, and then I remember yep. thinking, right, it's done. I'm better now. I just remember that day leaving the hospital, going to rehab. Yep. And then this is after the amputation. Yeah, I took the stitches out, and I was like, right, it's time to. And I I remember having a bit of a cry that first time rehab because I was still in a bit of pain um, from stitches coming out, which yeah, that was another experience. Yeah. And um, yeah, I remember thinking the next day, you know, this is it. This is the start of the next stage. And yeah, yeah, just got into it with rehab. Yeah, yeah, that was it's a great attitude to have, and would have helped you, you know, progress, you know, in that rehab. But before the rehab or the surgery as well, what was going through your mind and the 
the thought because being able, you know, with four rings and getting them taken away from you, how do you sort of comprehend and then sort of digest? No, I was just very calm about it all. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know, just sort of, I'm very sort of understanding about a lot of things and uh, everything. And I just took it in and said, yeah, it's happened. Look, I know I've been to third world countries and that, and I've seen people suffering and injuries and, you know, no income and, you know, where they're going to live next thing. And that was the funny thing I was worrying about for a second was, where am I going to live now? Yep. Where am I going to get my income? And then later I stopped worrying about that. I said, look, it'll, look, it'll work itself out. That's yep. a small thing right now. How am I going to get better? And I started thinking, how am I going to see my daughter grow up? And I thought, okay, I've got a second chance here. So I was like, the attitude was just, well, just get better. Just yep. Let's just get better. And I knew it was going to be able to take a long time. And it was just those one of the things, you know, each day, one day at a time, little steps. And it did take a long time. And yeah. those days I wanted to hurry up. And I, it, you do get frustrated. There's days yeah. you just lose it. And it's just sort of emotions building up. Yeah. Um, I think one of the first cries I ever had was watching an ad about um on uh, i think it was andre agassi or sort of one of the players uh, at the australian open collecting his award after his coach had already passed away that year and, and he's you know he looked like he's tearing up and i'm i'm there looking for tissues i was just bawling and yeah. it just hit me i was like where did all this come from yeah and yeah it was uh days like that it was bad i'm thinking oh no one come and visit me right now hopefully you know <laughs> so you know get over it and then but it's important to allow that out too like, yeah you know that's part of the grieving and the, the, the yeah. moving on process because well, lots of times i've cried since about yeah. little things and that and i just tell myself it's okay to cry today yeah. let's just get it over and done with yeah. and then have a good cry and then you do you just oh it's over you know yeah. and then you're just you're on your way back up again um i've had bad days but i've had a lot of good days since as yeah. well um so it's that's just it i'm like let's let's try and have a good day this week, it doesn't have to be every day. Yep. You know, let's have something. You know, with my daughter, and we go holidaying or something, which we just did. Yeah, and things like that are just they're great memories. And it's like, right, let's wait for the next one to happen. Now, where's yep. the next good day coming up? We can we can do something together. And yeah, it's um just how it's been, and it seems to be a good process at the moment. Yeah, sounds like a really good one, and I think it is a positive one in, overall. You know, and you and I like your honesty in the sense that. They're not always going to be great. That nah. you know what I mean, and you're accepting that as well. Nah, but even you, yeah, the, the rich, famous Hollywood actors and that also don't have their good days. I mean, yeah, you know, you, you can't have a perfect day every day. It'd be pretty boring, I think. You yeah. know, you just get becomes a bit mundane. You get so used to it. So and you, you appreciate them more. when you have yeah, those. You have your bad pre- days. You appreciate the good, good days. days even more because exactly. if they're all the same, then you'd be like, oh, just another day. So, <laughs> but I, I applaud you in just even with that attitude and that approach because it's you know it's probably you make yeah. it sound easy, but it's not easy. Oh no, no. So going into getting your first was it your arms you got the, yeah, yeah the hands first. Hands. So with that, what was yeah, because imagine I couldn't imagine um, being you know someone who had them and now they've been taken away. Yeah. So how what happened there? Because even when they're still there, they're still there. Yeah. You know the black, they're curled up and they don't move and you can't feel them. They just yeah. feel really heavy on the end of your arm. Yeah. And then I even said a lady told me you're gonna have to start knowing feel you know that you're handicapped now. You're gonna have to learn to be handicapped. Yeah. And I still didn't understand it till they were actually cut off and mm-hmm. then because I could still sort of scratch my nose with them and you know. Rub, rub things, you know, fire or leech yeah. or something. You just didn't have the And then once it was gone, yeah. and then that's when I started to feel it. I went, oh, yeah, look, now I am handicapped. Yeah. And they had them all wrapped up in things and um, leading up then, same for the legs. But, yeah, that's, that's that sort of hit me. And I, I was already, you know, I was getting used to it because I, I think all that positive stuff from so many friends and family seeing me every day, yeah. every, every day as people come in. My mum stayed with me 100 days straight. She just every day come and see me, come and see me, and it was just nice to have her in the room and to have someone there. You just felt you're not alone. Yeah. And then we'd I'd have naps or whatever, and she'd be sitting there. And I, but when she wasn't there, I kept looking at the door. I thought someone's coming in the room. Every time someone walked past yep. the, the room, you're looking up and you're sort of waiting for someone to come and see her. Um, but yeah, that was huge. That someone in the room, so many days and for so long. Mm. Um, that everything was positive. The support was huge. Yeah. 
um, friends, family, workmates, they all came. Um, that was, yeah, it was pretty good. I even got a, a video from Dennis Lilly that someone oh. bumped into and said, you gotta, you got to do a video for my sick friend. Yeah. And he's, yeah, Buddy Miller. Said, I've heard you had a bad time. And I'm looking, I'm going, that's Dennis Lilly. He's talking about me. Like, that was giving you a kick that up. That day was a beauty. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this, this is a man, you know. Well, so, yeah. I, uh, I love that. That was a good video. So, yeah. um, there was days like that. Yeah, I still remember real clearly. So yeah, I can imagine. Really, yeah. And you need those days to really give you that high, you oh, know. So, yeah. You know, um, yeah. that would have been, yeah, that, they would have been, yeah, Christmas coming early, uh, wouldn't it? There's, there's, a, there's a few of them. There's even like, I still remember, I just couldn't eat the food. I just, just wasn't hungry. Yeah. You're never hungry. And you got to eat to get out of the hospital. You got to eat, you got to get protein in you. You got to eat. Yeah. And I'd eat half a meal. Then I had to have shakes. Then I had to have these drinks that I had to drink. And you just fall. Mm. And then, oh, it's dinner time. You go, I just, I just, ate. I just had five little things I had to eat before dinner. And you just, but the day I, uh, I remember just for some reason craving sausages and mash and a friend said, I'll bring some over. And he didn't. And I remember going, oh, so disappointed. <laughs> so I could taste the, the gravy and yeah. the mash. And I was like, please bring me bangers and mash. And then the very next day, the lovely lady that would take my orders, who would always sneak me in bacon on the weekends. Yeah. And she was such a lovely lady who did the orders. She said, tonight you can have this or you can have bangers and mash. I went, bangers and mash? I said, bangers and mash? And that was the first time I finished my whole meal. And I remember that was the day I was just getting a bit stronger and better. Yeah. And I remember just I ate the whole lot and I could have done two servings, I think. There was something about it. Um, I don't know what. It just, my brain, it was like a pregnant craving. Yeah. I had to have you it. Just you just had it. Yeah, you're, you're a day yeah. behind, but you got it. I got it. I yeah. was like, I felt like, yeah, skipping a whole day's worth of food and everything. I was like, I don't, I just, yeah, it's just like I was topping up. I was so bloated and, yeah, yeah you, know, you need to eat more. You need this. And, yeah, fingers and mash was the, yeah. the turning point. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what was your turning point? Bangers and mash. Bangers and mash. Whatever you need, that's what it is, hey? But um, <laughs> what about you? How long were you in hospital for? Like, uh, so I went in on Halloween. It was the second day the Northern Beaches Hospital opened up. Yeah, wow. It was Halloween, October 31, and I think my surgery is finished after January. I think it was somewhere in early February was the last surgery. So that was October, November, December, so, January, yeah, three and a bit months or four months, something like that it was. Yeah. It's a long time because especially being in hospital, no, oh, yeah. no one likes hospitals. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was stuck in ICU for, I think, two months of mm. it. It was a long time down there, and they were the best nurses and doctors ever like my hat's off to them i went and saw them a year later and thanked them all on the anniversary yeah they were just that was so good and the just their their skills and knowledge was way beyond what i expected from them um they were fantastic um then i remember people bagging lawn beaches because of the, yeah. the publicity and the government and all that stuff, and they wanted me to make a quote, and I said, "Well, I've got nothing to say but good things about it because look, they've saved my life, yeah, and they've been looking after me and saving my life all this time." Yeah. I was like, "I highly recommended it. They were just, yeah, phenomenal workers." And what goes on behind it with the structure and the, the government stuff was political stuff. So yeah. that's I had nothing to say about that. So, Didn't yeah. have any impact on you nah, with your nah. experience and what you sort of you, nah. you gained. Well, they gave you your life. Really. Oh, well, they yeah, had that. Yeah, crazy people reacting to the medicine and uh, one bloke swinging one of the, the IV uh, trays, uh, um, Stand. stands yeah. around the rooms and was, you know, one of the poor nurses was cornered and, and screaming out and so they've hit the emergency button and what's been to come up and all that. But every time you hear all this noise and screaming and by the time they got there, just, you know, you're petrified, you're shaking, going, what's going on, you know, all this screaming and, you know, thinking, yeah, they're going to come into my room and it's going to hurt me or something. And then just the way the nurses, once they control the situation, then they go around and shut everyone's doors mm. and, and pull and just quickly say, we're just going to close the door for a minute. And, yeah, I remember thinking, oh, I'm going to try and all the food trays and things that are on my tray and I'm going to try and hit them at him if he comes in here. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm scared. I'm like, what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, but just the way that they handled that, and that happened a couple of times. It was another incident with a lady going off, and they just come in, they just close your door, 
and you just feel safe. Yeah. Just have that little, and when it's finished, they open it back up and they come in and just sort of check on you. You're right and answer any questions and you're right, yeah, all good. So, yeah, we just had a crazy one or something. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty cool about it. But little things like that really, really helped up there. Well, that's awesome. And being a nurse would be so difficult at the best of times, but the, the calmness and the caring that yeah. approach they have to all, all you know, a people within that space. Oh. It doesn't matter who you are or where you come from. Well, I did nurse training oh, did many you? years ago. Yeah. 30, 30 years ago, I was uh, three years in uni, worked at a, a, a nursing home, um, doing graveyard shifts there once a week while I was at uni. Yeah. And yeah, I, I never graduated. I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, yeah, I see on both sides of the, the, the scale. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw the, the good and bad of all of it. Yep. Um, there was, was one bad incident there that was not in ICU but in, in another ward and uh, ah, this nurse I think he just wanted to do nothing and get paid <laughs> and I I had to go to the toilet oh god you should hear this one um, yeah so I needed a pee bottle my kidneys have started working yeah um, and I said what do I do now and they said just you know wait we just want to make sure your kidneys are working now. Like, so yeah. I remember first couple of times, like nearly a whole litre of these things, I was filling them right up to the brim. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. And this nurse come along, and I remember saying, oh, I need a, a pee bottle, I need a pee bottle. And he's disappeared, and he's finally come back again. I thought, where's the pee bottle? <laughs> what, and he's he looked around and he walked off again, and I swear he's come back the third time, and he's thrown a towel on me. So just use a towel for now. And I was going, right. You know, challenge accepted. <laughs> You're and, throwing it out there. <laughs> I mean, I've never weighed so much again. Like, you know, a whole litre of it. And I thought, he's going to clean this up. Yeah. You know, so then she's coming. Oh, my God. You know, I said, well, <laughs> I had a weight. You challenged me. Yeah, so I used your bloody towel. Oh. And he goes, oh, God, you know, he's, oh, we're going to have to change all this down. I said, yeah, yeah, have to. <laughs> yeah. I made sure if you had, if you had got someone else to do it, I was going to tell them and make sure he did it. Yeah. So yeah, you had to clean me up, clean the bed, clean everything, new sheets, everything. And it was a lot of work, you know. So I thought, yeah, that was one yeah. meal to me that day. Well, I was like, I yeah. think I think you deserved the clean yeah, up duties. I just sure. I don't yeah, such stupidity. Yeah, you know, but anyway. But one out of everyone, you know. <laughs> yes. What what would have you been your biggest challenge, you know, from you know, when experiencing this whole journey you've taken you've gone through? What would be oh. one thing you've really found a challenge or, or you've overcome? Well, one of them definitely is amazing. Like, people always say, I can't believe you handled it so well. Like, yeah. it, 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 I don't know why or how myself. It just it just moved on. Whether it's, the, like, the early stage of medication to help me relax about the whole decision and, and getting used to the, the thought of it all yeah. um, all the way through. So that was, that was fine. Um, uh, getting told, you know, I'm going to have to try and learn to walk on prosthetic legs. Yeah. Um, the doctor told me about it. Said, "Look, it'll you'll be up walking in about two months' time," and that was good to hear. Yeah. That's- I thought this is going to take forever, and yeah, it's like learn to walk the first day again. You know, you're you're pretty bad, but you do. I remember setting a goal, so I'm going to do it inside that 60 days. I think it was on the 50th day, I was just walking on my own, going, yeah. this is easy, I can do this. Yeah. You know, and they time you to walk, um, I think it was 20 metres, you turn around and back, and you got to see how many laps you can do in 10 minutes. And, yeah, I, I don't know what I did, but they were pretty amazed at the number I did. I went, oh, my God, that's so big. That's you awesome. Know, Have you always had that, like, competitive <coughs> drive right, within yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah, it was just... Because you've got nothing else to do. So yeah. I'd like to set yourself a challenge. And yep. then I was just so proud to do it and um, in the rehab centre and just things like that. Um, I don't think of anything else on top of my head about what was really challenging. Um, I, just wanted the, I just wanted the tube out of my throat. I yeah. remember that. I just wanted it out. You constantly got saliva just dripping on it. And it just that water torture on your chest. You know, yeah. I just wanted to cough all the time. And then I'd get into a... Um, like a coughing frenzy, we just can't stop coughing. Yep. And um, that's so I'm relaxed, been sitting up a bit and um, do the best to help me out there. But yeah, I just needed that thing out. I remember they just couldn't understand. I couldn't talk and why it was affecting me so much and having trouble with it. And it was just the fact that 
it, it just stripped, you know, it just, yeah, it was just those things. Um, uh, the pain. Yeah, the pain of the pain. all sorts of things. Um, the Lanat thing, things getting put in you. Also, I think I, I wrote down or something like I had 250 needles, I think, just to, you know, so I don't get blood clots. I was getting two a day. Um, so that would have been bruising and. Oh, the pain, yeah. Most of sometimes it's good, and other days it hit, and it, it would just hurt. You know, I don't know why, whether it could have hair follicles, so I don't know. It just. Yeah. It really hurt, and it would be it bruised. You know what? That shouldn't bruise. You know, and sometimes it did. Yeah. Um, blood samples. I am the worst for giving blood. Um, oh, really? They struggle. I've given blood once before, years ago, and they yes. just struggle to find my, my veins and arteries and things. And yeah, the the professionals are coming in, and they'll try both arms. They're struggling every week, but I'd have to give you know sometimes six vials of blood. Of testing and all these different things all the time. They want to make sure that I was constantly, you know, got rid of this this um, sepsis and yeah. <coughs> trying to find out other things that are wrong with me or right with me. And I just remember going, no, not again. Yeah, yeah. Now again. And I just, I had to tell them, don't say the word blood yeah. or anything. Just talk about other things and I'll look away and just do it. And while they're doing it, you know, and just, right, and just all I want to hear is finished. And that's yeah. how they were finished. All right. Could you feel? Oh, I, I felt faint. I felt yeah. I'm going to pass out a few times. Things like that. I was at the needle going in and out, and then uh, we didn't find it and had to go again. They've even had times they had to bring in the um, um, they scan it, um, uh, like you know, looking for the baby in oh, the ultrasound. With ultrasound. Yeah, yeah that yeah. ultrasound machine to try and find it. They could see the needle going in. I'm just trying not to look at them wander yeah. around and. Oh, whistling away and feeling <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice weather we're having. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, out the window. <laughs> it hurt. Um, in the neck, they had to change my, um, I think it's a trans, uh, what's it, transfusion line, I think it's uh, yeah. central fusion line or something. And it goes in the main artery. And yeah, after it was in there for so long, they had to change them and they had to put another one in. It takes about half an hour. And again, the ultrasound, he's following the, the vein or the artery and he's just, Slowly, slowly, slowly thread it in. There's no medication you can have for it. You just got to put up with it. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, an experience. But lucky enough, the best doctor I had did it. Yeah. He said, if I had to wait for the morning to do it, one of my uh, assistants would have wanted to do it. And oh, you don't want them. No. The <laughs> you didn't okay. want any more torture. Yeah. <laughs> and they've got to put a sheet over you. So you're under there and you're breathing, you're sweating, it's oh. hot. And you got this thing and you're just trying to talk about other things. And I was telling him, look, I can't wait to have my legs. I'm going to walk my daughter down the aisle one day. And, was, yeah. and he was great. He was talking about other things too. And we're just chatting on like that. And I just, now yeah, they're oh, oh, you know, I couldn't help me. Yeah. Well, that hurt, that hurt. Going, We're nearly there. <laughs> I remember it was right, right on something like 28 minutes. I went, oh, oh finish. Went, yeah. Um, oh. The, the other ones was fine. Taking all the... All the other lines out of me yeah. and that would this you don't hardly feel them all coming out yeah. but it's the sticky tape yeah everything yeah. i was taped all over me everything i remember rips of hair coming off my chest everywhere like i'm getting waxed but all the lines in my groin and in my legs and stuff because they've um, been running down past you yeah so they're all taped on pretty good to yeah. say and and taking them off yeah i, I swear there was skin coming off yeah. you know so those that I, I can still feel it yeah thinking of it that that hurt that, that was, was like yeah. Yeah, take my hands, take my feet, but don't touch my, don't touch my sticky tape. Leave it on there. Well, you know, I tried to wet them and everything. They just wouldn't come off. Just, eh? Yeah, because they would have been on for a while too. Yeah, so exactly. That's, yeah, once they're stuck, they're, not, they're hard to come off. And if they move one, they just went over the other tape and just put more sort of around yeah. it so it's, it's secured it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Full body wax constantly with pain. Huh? Let's not talk about catheters either. No, oh, we won't go there. No, that, that would be, yeah, that's probably a topic <laughs> you don't want to go down again. Huh? You've probably experienced enough of that. But um, the good you, one was the, when the, the funny one was when they take the tube out of your throat. Yeah. Like I remember saying, you know, don't talk, you know, we've got oxygen. You get straight on oxygen for an hour, pure oxygen, and um, it'll help your throat recover in that. I still got to oh, it's a tube coming out. It's like it's sucking. It's a horrible bloody thing. It finally come out of my throat. And then I remember just, I just wanted to make a quick little noise anyway. And I remember nothing come out. I remember going, oh, 
yeah, give me the money and they whack it on and it's like a like a scuba dive this big thing over me it's just oxygen yeah. pounding into me it's even coming out the bottom with so much oxygen I was, I was just panicking I was just into it you know? yeah, like, yeah. Get, get as much oxygen as you can and then uh, it was about 45 minutes in and I'm just sort of like yeah it's had, I've had enough and I'm, you know I took it off and then I, I had the I swear I was Darth Vader I had the deepest <laughs> slowest darkest voice I went yeah, Luke, I am your father. I'm looking at mum. Mum's looking at me like, who's that? You know, I'm like, that's my voice. <laughs> and it was so deep. Yeah. How long did that last for? Uh, <laughs> at least at least 24 hours. Wow. <laughs> but the, um, <coughs> pardon me, but the slowness was the medication. I didn't realise I was still doped up. Yeah. You know, like just, I couldn't talk fast and everyone's joking that I sound like my, Poor old, I hope they're not listening. My poor old cousins, were, you know, the farmers out west yeah. and that, and just how they talk, you know, nice and deep and slow. Yeah. You, know, you know, g'day, Lamb, how you going, yeah. mate? And I could not talk any faster. And I was trying. I remember just my brain just wouldn't do it. Yeah. And you know, everyone thought it was hilarious. I'm like, yeah, it's hilarious if it wears off. <laughs> they thought this is how I'm going to be from now on. Yeah, and I, I started did. thinking about going, oh, God. I'm no. going to speak like this the whole time. I was just slow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are the, what's the reason behind that? Just <coughs> starting to re. Like, yeah, I think it was just the brain. Yeah. I think it was slow with the medication. And yeah, yeah it's like you're just a bit groggy. Um, and yeah, it's right. It's just the, 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 the cords and everything and the tubes and that and everything are just and dry. It just takes a bit of time to yeah. heal. And um, yeah. They even said, you know, that's enough talking now. And even my dad just turned up just when everyone was getting kicked out yeah. after it. And I said, oh, just give us another minute. My dad's here, you know. So, yeah, I don't want you talking anymore. I'll so, oh, just cut the quick hello yeah. just talk to him. And then said, now, you know, just give it a rest. I thought, I better, because I didn't want to talk slow and deep for the rest of my life. <laughs> like, no, you'd be stuck with it. Huh? <laughs> what did they say? Once the wind changes, you're... <laughs> yeah. has <laughs> got the ugly face. Yeah. I'm stuck with it. <laughs> oh, wow. Um were you aware of the virus before you even experienced it yourself or did you have any idea about it? Never heard of it. Yeah. Um, and of course, now I have an all family friends have heard of it because, you know, they've become aware of it yeah. through me and everyone was the same. They just had no idea. And even uh, one, one of the workmates come in and said, oh, you know, I went straight to the doctors. I had a bit of the flu and I, yeah. I was that scared. It was yeah. going to happen to me. Boom, straight to the doctors, you know, didn't yeah. stop. Leave the kids at school. You know, I've got to figure out bugger that straight off. Yeah, check me. I've got sepsis. I've like that. They said it was amazing, but it, hopefully it's good that it might some it might be someone one day and yeah. pick it up and find it. awareness. And, yeah. What is the percentage of people having sepsis? Oh god, it's it's not good. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen lots of them. We're on a site together now on Facebook, and I mean people who you know amputated above the elbows. Well, yeah, that's wow. the worst part, and above their knees, up yeah. higher. Um, but for me, it's like, yeah, at least I can still scratch and rub my nose yep. and just eat with it and stuff. But if it's amputated up there, it's so hard for yeah. me, you know, they're really relying on the prosthetics all the time. Yep. Poor buggers. Because you can even use your stick and everything. Yeah, chair it's easy to drive, you know, yeah. drive it around. Yep. Um, that's what I go, you know, feel independent. A lot of times I can get out, go for a drive down, pick up my daughter from school yep. and uh, she gets a scooter and I just... She puts one leg on it and then I help her push up the hills with it, so then with my wheelchair and yeah, yeah, we get around and it's great. So you still have some independence where you can go out and do your own things. <laughs> the first day I got it, I just went out of the rehab centre out the front just to get out in the sun and I'm like, I'm outdoors for the first time, you know, yeah. and I remember just felt like my first day I got me, me peas, you know, yeah. I just want to go somewhere, <laughs> I'm in the car and I just went outside and I wasn't allowed to go anywhere outside the car park, I was yeah. just a loop yeah. around the car park doing Pushing the trips up and down, yeah. I was like, yeah, this is fun. <laughs> Look at me, eh? Yeah. <laughs> so proud of, you know. Yeah, there's some nice, pretty girls drive past, yeah. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> check out my wheels, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that was, uh, was good. That was a good time. Oh, wow. You've made yourself comfortable <laughs> huh? straight away. Huh? That's good. That's really good. And it's great that you can have that freedom as well to be able to do all that. Oh, well. yeah. Because so, yeah. you, need, you need that, don't you? Oh, for sure. It's That was a, that was huge. And then to be able to come and go like that. And then eventually in the future, they start saying, look, you, you know, you're still in rehab, but you're allowed to go out. And they said so they encourage weekends. Yep. Because the, the minimum staff, and there's no, um, uh, the, the training from all the um, 
physio people and all that, they're away on the weekend. Yeah. So you get they said, yeah, get friends to pick you up and take you out for the day and just come back. You yeah. know, so yeah, so we started doing that, um, just getting out. And then times of, um, you know, get the wheelchair and just go catch the bus. Yep. So yeah, we're back and then, you know, had a few drinks and come back and drank. <laughs> and I was like, Woo! I heard you were drunk last night. So everyone heard I was drunk last night. <laughs> yeah. It was just that little bit of just Normality. to feel normal yeah. again. Yeah, it was um, Yeah. Especially being good. out of society for so long, you know, yeah. like with mainstream. So. I didn't like the day I come home and I was wet because it was raining and nothing I could do about it. I got up on the bus coming home on the bus and I was as soon as I got off, you know, it's about 300 metres or something to get back to the rehab. And it just, it, it was a downpour. There was yeah. no, no, nothing I could do. I just had to go and I was drenched. Yeah. And then, oh, God, didn't get out of those clothes like your mother. Yeah, yeah those yeah, cold yeah. clothes. You're get cold you get a hot shower and then get these long clothes on you. Know, you had some soup. And I was like, yeah, I'm all right. They just didn't make sure you didn't catch the flu or something. And, yeah. Yeah. Were you more contagious than catching the flu now, or not? Doesn't really have any side effects. Like no, this? I think back to it's back to normal. But yeah. um, so, how does the infection yeah. occur? Well, so many different ways. Yeah. You get through cuts, just any way getting to your blood system. So, yeah. mine was through my throat. Um, they said I had uh, streptococcus, which is like catching the normal cold. Yeah, but once you got the cold, you got that. And God, I can't forget what the other one was. Something else, and they're both airborne viruses. Yeah, and together they just took over. And I just come back from a holiday, and I spent the last couple of days in a um, pool bar. Yeah, drink with some workmates, uh, getting pretty drunk every night. Yeah, Enjoy and then life. yeah, the last two days with them, and then we had to go to the airport the next day, and then it was a midnight flight, so had no much sleep for a couple of days. Then we got on the midnight flight, didn't sleep all the way. And I was cold and that, so whether that's when it sort of started, but yeah, my immune system was down because yeah. I had a party for a couple of hard days, yeah. and yeah, I was run down. I remember getting home and I was supposed to catch up with some people, and I remember going, I'm just not up to it. And that's yeah. when I started feeling a little bit, oh god, I'm not good. The next day, oh god, I'm blowing my nose, and, and you know, just like the flu, yeah. you know, coughing up phlegm and all that. And I was like, yeah, I think I've got something. I got the flu, and then I have, I've got to go to work tomorrow. So I went to work, and I got worse. And then the next day, I was in the hospital. Yeah, wow. So it was that quick. Just yeah, from holiday having yeah, you know, letting yourself. Oh down. yeah, yeah. One yeah. minute we're tired, and next minute, like hospital. even the guys were still because we overlapped to make sure we caught up them. And they're hearing the, hearing the news overseas. Yeah, that you know, buddy's he's going to die. He's not going to make it. And they just went, well, just we'll just we've been drinking with him yeah. in the pool the other week. Like they just couldn't believe it. And yeah, I had all those stories from everyone, all their reactions about it. Yeah. And I just kept thinking, you thought you were shocked. <laughs> <laughs> what about me? I was like, what? Wow. Yeah. And was it contagious? Or no, no it's not. No. It's just it's something which is inside you. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Wow. You mentioned your daughter. So going through this whole journey, how was her, you know, Oh, she's my number one supporter. Yeah, I was going to say, how, how was she for you and for her? Yeah. How, how was that whole experience? That was know, either the father and daughter. I think, I think that was the first time I cried or the second time I cried. I think it was the second time. Mm. And the lovely social worker had organised the visit day when she was coming to see me. And I remember because when I had the stroke, the, the, the tubes in me, I didn't want to see her because I just didn't want to see my because I wanted to be able to talk to her, yeah. try to explain to her. Yeah. But I found out later she would have been fine with the whole situation earlier so yeah. um but anyway I made the decision i don't want to see her till i got the tubes out and i could talk so she's brought her up she said we got out there we're just preparing a bit we're talking you know things about you and that and she's you know she's getting ready to come in and see her and she just looked at me she said so do you know what you want to say to her do you, what do you want to ask her and i just start thinking nothing i just couldn't think yeah. i don't know what i'm going to say and i just i just choked up and started yeah. bawling she goes, okay, it's all right. She's not coming in just yet. Just you got time. I remember just trying to say to her, I think she's going to think I'm a Frankenstein. Yeah. You know, like, oh my God, he's my dad. You know, there's, you know, no hands and no legs. And he's just, you know, Frankenstein is just horrible yeah. and ugly or something. And yeah, I just lost it. Um, took a while to sort of recover. And yeah. then I was like, yeah, bring her in now. And I remember choking up just as she walked in. I was like, no, nah, hold it together. You'll be right. You'll be right. And I was just that, oh, that, and she just come up and hugged me and gave me a kiss. Yeah. And I was sort of, yeah, it's good to see you, darling. Yeah. 
how you going? She goes, oh, I'm good. She goes, I went to school today and I did this and just yeah, talking just about kids. the normal day stuff. Yeah. And I remember just listening and I was, I was sort of like choking back the tears again. I got better and better. And yeah. then we just started being ourselves talking. And then I, um, she left. And the next day she came to see me. Um, that's right. They had my hands and legs covered up at yeah. the time. Didn't not show. Then I thought, right. So I got them out. I said, I got something to show. And I showed her my hands. And she just, just touched them, looking at them. I said, look, I'm going to be like our friend Johnny who lost a leg. I said, oh, yeah. She'd ride around in his wheelchair with him and that. I said, I'm going to be the same. I'm going to lose my legs and my hands as well. And uh, she just, yeah, taking it all in. And then just for her to turn around, so I'm going to get new ones and that. She goes, what, you're going to be like a robot? And I went, yeah. She just went, cool. And then again, back to, I saw so-and-so at school today and all that. And she was just so good. The innocent of kids, you know what I mean? They they don't, they're not there to choose who you are. She did, yeah. And she didn't care. She jumped on the bed every time she came up and visited me. She jumped on the bed and gave me a kiss and a hug. And she was just, I don't know, it's like she was proud of me or something. You know, she's just, you know, such a good kid. And then when I eventually started going out, I remember we'd go to a park. The first couple of times we'd go to a park for her to play, play in in the playground and I'd be sitting there and I've got my prosthetic legs on and that and then she'd always bring kids over and she knew how to put my legs on and I'd hit the button and pull my leg off yeah. and go, look, I told you my dad's got no legs. <laughs> they put it back on and then go, and these kids, she's going back to the, the, the seesaw and that and they're just staring at me and they're like, oh. And I'm like, yeah. And I thought, I better find something to say now. And they're going, what happened to you? And I said, I didn't eat my vegetables. <laughs> And that was it. Every kid up all there. their faces. Yeah, like, what? Didn't yeah. eat my vegetables. Hey, they mommy, just, daddy. just fell off. And they did. I've had people at school saying they pull them over and look, Dad, he's got no legs. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, vegetables. And you know, I wouldn't go to sleep when my mum told me to. I used to stay up late, and then I wouldn't eat my vegetables. And then I woke up one day and they fell off. Holy do all the nods and winks from the parents. Yeah. Thanks. That's a good one. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, but oh. I better spread that word a little bit, you know, thick as I can, oh. and um, scare him into eating the vegetables. Oh, how good! Oh, it's so good that she's proud of you as oh, well. She's great. Being your dad, you yeah. know, it didn't matter what what you've been through. Yeah, even when I pick her up in the wheelchair, at times yeah. she'd sit on my lap and ride it out, and she'd always be waving about it. And I remember a new teacher was there, and she wanted to come up and show the new teacher show off her daddy. Yeah. You know, she's like, look, yeah. look, it's, he's got no hands. Like she's like proud of it. She's you so know? proud. Yeah, yeah, and she just doesn't care. Which would which would help you in that process oh, as huge. well, wouldn't it? You know, feeling Yeah, we didn't have to like say get a psychologist for her and yep. try and help her process the whole thing. Nah, she's a, she's my little rock. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. She's a great kid. Yeah. You're probably both each other's rocks when yeah. you, you know, sort of help each other and create that, you know, positive you know, vibe, but also see the positive in a lot of things as yeah. well. Rather than being the negative Even mindset. on the outside, yeah, her mother and I are separated and um, it's also that she likes to have definitely some sort of, you know, they like, want their love from both parents, definitely. you know. So, yeah, you know, I'm always there for her, and you know, she's there for me, and you know, always will be. And yeah. um, I remember trying to explain to her about she still thinks it happened because of a spider bite. I said, No, nah, I got bitten by a funnel web uh, about 30 years ago. <laughs> I said, no, no, the funnel web got me then and that didn't kill me. Now, this thing didn't kill me. I said, nothing's going to kill me, darling. Yeah. I said, that's it. It's proven. I said, the, the Grim Reaper's already been. Yeah. He even saw me in you know, ICU and went, he's gone. And he's already crossed me off. So yeah. he thinks I'm, he's not coming back for me. So I said, I'm he's never going to die. Yeah. Yeah. You probably come around 50 years from now and go, Buddy Miller, didn't I get, get yeah. you back in 2008? Where did you pop up from? Yeah. <laughs> No, 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 it's a different Buddy Miller. No, you come with me. You've had, you keep going, mate. You've had your extended stay. So, so oh, I'll be right. I love it. I love it. Changing topic, you've just been on a family holiday. Yeah. yeah. How was that? And you went to yeah, the country New South Wales. Yeah, we had a family reunion on. So, we called in the Baradine out in the Pillar of Scrub, about 80 family members. You needed your voice back. That was good. So, yeah, you needed more oxygen in there. Oh, that deep, slow voice. <laughs> <laughs> you would have fit in yeah, with the locals. Yeah, fit in bloody local. Um, so, lucky enough, my brother and his wife were on holidays as well. And they, mm. before they said, well, what are you going to do after it? I don't know. What are you, what are you thinking of doing? So, we want to travel around and hang out in the, out the west a bit. So, I said, right, give us a day. So, I put in a plan. So, all right, we're going off to Lightning Ridge after that. We, you know, look for some opals. 
Um, love, love, love Lightning Ridge. That's on your bucket list for yeah. sure. That's great. You're telling me the other day, and I was there's, like, there's oh, such nice people so out there. Yeah, get out there now. I went home and told the missus the other day. I said, we've got, we've got a new, new destination we're going to. So, do it yeah. for sure. It's, yeah. it's so out back, and I just like the fact that there's people out there don't want to be known that where they are. You know, there's all sorts of characters out there, yeah. but yeah, they're just, just people you know they're the real country you know it's a lovely place really welcoming so we they? yeah we hit that then we hit up dubbo for the zoo we had heaps of kids with us and another family with us as well traveling and so we had about uh, we had four kids and a baby or something with us as well so we took them to the zoo as well they love digging in the dirt for the opals trying to find and they come up every second all these different rocks told me i'll go no good no good no good but they didn't care if it looked pretty they put it in their bag yep. you know yeah. they kept all these rocks like, Shine. So we ended up there, we went fishing and uh, some weir and then uh, Bogan Weir, I think it was, and then we went fishing in, um, in the river at, um, we went from Parks down to Forbes and um, catching um, horrible bloody uh, uh, carp, European carp there, but it was good fun. Yeah. Um, and then just Parks itself was a beautiful place to visit. Um Oh God! Everything we did out there and, and saw every sight thing to see, and then went through my old grandfather's place where he was born. What in parks or? Ah, oh, I'm trying to get the town. Gunda Gunda Windy, I think it's. Oh yeah, was. I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful little town. It was. I didn't know till the day it was on Facebook that was actually his birthday. Oh really? Well, the day you were out there? Yeah, they wow. were called in just to make sure we we're there. And I got a yeah. photo of my daughter outside the bakery and it's got the sign there. Yeah. And um, that would have been Pop's 105th birthday. So got you know his great granddaughter there. You know, so we called through that town on the way. It's pretty cool. And there's oh, money on it too. Yeah, yeah, it was just a good trip. And then we ended up going through the Blue Mountains and uh, Genoa Caves was close. So we just oh, is it? Yeah, they, they, with the floods there, well back oh. before we started the holiday, said the road was damaged and you had to go a different way to get there or something and we just thought we just want to get home yeah. by then anyway so we just stopped at all the, the the three sisters and the mountain ranges and things yeah and end up back home after a wild yeah 12 day um whirlwind tour it would have been fun yeah, yeah. it would have been good hanging out with family and your daughter uh, and all that too. everything she was good and yeah. she got a couple of uh um doll uh, stuffed toys out of the little yeah. black cat and a big white panther cat from the zoo and they were on a lap every time we travel somewhere she's playing with you know she yeah. loved all that that um double suit's awesome too oh, it's it a great great did they get on the pushies and ride them around no they um one of them took the van we had for me yep. so they all jumped in the van and out the group hired a, a golf cart and they were oh. going around that and i just stayed in my wheelchair you got you got your own yeah, yeah. Huh? <laughs> Mate, the best best day i was told everyone was I swear I was in, in deepest, darkest Africa at one stage. I'm cruising on this road bit yeah. and there's no one. There's nothing Did around you? me. And I just pull up and I go, that's Mr. Giraffe. G'day, Mr. Giraffe. <laughs> and he's just there looking at me. I'm looking at him. I'm going, there's no one around. I'm going, this is so weird. And then I was like cruising up further. And I'm, there's a hippo. You know, and I was yeah. like, hello. You know, just yeah. sort of saying good to them. And then, oh, here's the others coming now. Well, they've gone ahead to another spot and I yeah. just catch up to them and, because a lot of it's sort of spread out and then other bits are all together. So yeah. just those moments on my own, cruising on the road, and it's just peaceful. And I'm like, how lovely is this, just you know? enjoying it. Yeah. Right? And instead hanging of out going with a few over, animals. Yeah, instead of going over bloody footpaths that are up and down. And yeah. you've got to watch where you're going. I was just cruising on going, this is so nice. And yeah. That's living, isn't it? Huh? Oh, I should, have, I should have rented it out. Who wants to rent a wheelchair? Who wants a wheelchair for a day? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You might sit at the pump having a couple of cold It's just so open. You're not looking through the. Because when I'm in the back of the van, yeah. you've got windows down low and you've got these little ones up high and there's a, it's all filled in the middle. And you're sort of trying to look up and you're trying yeah. to look down. You're not really seeing. You're just getting glimpses of things. So, yeah, to get out and just sort of. Oh, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah, it just it's freedom. That's <laughs> ultimate freedom. Mate, sounds like a good trip. So yeah. you reckon Lightning Ridge is a must? <coughs> Definitely. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things. To see the sunsets and everything there and um, do some tours and a bit of everything out there. Um, even just spend a whole day in the, in the club or pub. Yeah. Whatever, you know, floats your boat. You know, yeah. it's all there. Um, and just talking to people, just yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah, you got to do that. And Rhonda, my sister-in-law, has already said. So, what's next year? 
I don't know. She goes, "How about ours, Rock?" I went, oh, "Oh, well, we'll we'll see. <laughs> so, so we can so we can arrange. That'd be pretty cool too. Yeah, right? load them all up, get the kids again, and yep. off we go. Yeah, make an <laughs> annual event of it. Yeah. How good! That's awesome, mate. I appreciate you spending some time and sharing a bit of insight on your journey and what you've been through over the last few years. It's, yeah, you know, it's a huge, you know, challenge, and but you've overcome a lot of things, and you've seriously come out on the other side with oh, you know yeah. a real positive you know, attitude and making the most of, you know, life with yourself, nah, with your family and everything as well. So, um, and I appreciate you sharing a bit of insight on that today. Last of all, two questions I love to ask the guests. First, yeah. what gives you purpose? What gives me purpose? Oh, you want an essay? Whatever, you can be a one-word <laughs> answer. It can be... <laughs> uh, my daughter. Yeah. It's, it's, it's there. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, I just constantly want to see them grow up and what... what they turn into, and of course, we're like the the driving force behind them. We try and sort of steer them in that direction, and just yep. um, we're sort of like the tree there, the branches phases, or get them somewhere, and then hopefully they pick the right choice, and yeah, just guide her through her upcoming relationships. Um, I've even told people I can't wait to meet the first boyfriend because <laughs> she's never going to yeah marry the first boyfriend, yeah. so he's. He's in for a hiding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did see another amputee on a talk show once mention that he's going to show the first date, you know, his, um, his claws and he's going to tell them how it can crush 10,000 pounds <laughs> and it's got no fingerprints. So he makes sure it's oh. brought back on time, you know, things like that. I thought, so he's not yeah, I'll, I'll be doing things like that. And, um, yeah, I'll have a few of my friends around ready for the, that day and yeah. go, right, Better talk to all these boys first before you, she's going to come down, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I'm just going to give him a hard time because I just want him to go back, whether it's, it's you know, it's still at school and he goes back to school and just yeah. say, oh, God, Jada's, Jada's dad's some mean, mean man. You don't want to date Jada. It's a beauty. Just make them just aware that if you want to date my daughter, yeah. Yep. You know, you better be bloody right for us. Oh, so. nah, why not have a bit of fun out of it? Oh, exactly. You know? that's, 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 that's all about. That's, what, that's why I had her. Yeah. Just so I can pick she's, on a boyfriend. And she's just going to roll her eyes at yeah. you. Oh, come He's on, so Dad. embarrassed. Yeah. No, Dad. Dad like, well. Don't do that. The next one, she won't be bringing you around. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Oh, that's awesome. Nah, what a purpose. And it sounds like you both, like you mentioned earlier on, you're both each other's rocks. So, yeah. you know, it's going to help you, you know, going, going on and moving on through you know, different aspects and journeys of your life, you know, oh, so good. Yeah. how good. Last of all, favourite destination you'd like to go to and you've been to? Uh, I've been to the Philippines, I think, 16 times. Wow. Actually loved it. Um, the last trip we took one of my old workmates with me and we went through El Nido again, El Nido on the island of Palawan. Um, oh, it's just beautiful. Yeah. It's just, it's nice. It's just... I rode a motorbike, all these little you know, scooters, and we just went up the coast. And you just, oh, there's a beach up here somewhere, and you go past these flimsy little signs. You go, well, I think that's it back there. And then you get this, this dirt track and there's mud and all. And you know, I'm not an experienced motorbike rider, but yeah. we managed to get to the end and go, oh, man. And there'd be one beach that'd just be deserted. And you yeah. got this two, three hundred meters of beach to yourself, and it's paradise. You go to the next beach, and there'd be people playing beach volleyball there, and tourists are. I've got party boats pulling up the 